Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are doing a mailba- mailbag podcast, taking your questions. Let's go. G'day and welcome back to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. My name is Mitch Casey, your host, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Join with me once again, the guru himself, uh, the 2022 version, Keller Mack. How are you, mate? Um, I'm doing well. I've been um, going a bit cross country, which in Australia is a, a pretty big deal. I've got a 12 hour drive that I've started. I'm now in the beautiful town of Coffs Harbour. So I'm camped up in a Pretty dingy little hotel, but um, we're making do here. The ball boys are going interstate. We're we're, we're traveling, so we're we're moving around. So shout out to everyone who maybe maybe got some viewers or listeners in Coffs Harbour. If you do, uh, make sure you let us know on YouTube because that would be pretty cool. Uh, where are you heading? You you you're not stopping at Coffs Harbour, are you? I'm um, I'm going a bit further past Sydney, so it's a yep. bit of a Brisbane to Sydney kind of trip. Hectic, 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 and times like this, that's uh, that's very brave of you, my friend. So uh, we, we wish you all the best. Uh, but we're, uh, we're talking uh, some questions today from the from the listeners, from the viewers. Uh, we've got we've got some good questions to to dive into today, Cal. So let's not waste any more time talking about your travel arrangements. Let's talk about some fantasy basketball. Uh, not that we don't love to know what you're doing, Cal. Uh, let's go to the first one here. Um, the viewers want to know. They want to know what are our thoughts on Suggs and Olenek as uh, stash players, uh, stash players in sort of the standard formats of the game. I'll, I'll throw it over to you first. What What are your thoughts on those two players? Maybe take us through one or the other, whichever you want first. Um, I'll say for Suggsy, I, I do think he's worth holding on to um, in short, and for Olenek, I think he's worth dropping. Um, I'll go to Olenek firstly. Um, yeah, look, he was something like the seventh best fantasy player to close out the season last season. That was for a terrible, terrible tanking Rockets team. Um, Detroit, I guess right now should be tanking as well, but I I, it's, say. A role. it's a different team. Yeah. You can't say he's going to put up the same numbers. I think obviously it was an anomaly. Um, he's had a sprained MCL. Um, apparently he's closing in on a return, but he's been out for, for some time now. I, I'd probably just give up on him. 
Um, there's probably better guys out there on the wave wire, honestly. And then, and then when he comes back, keep an eye on him. But even during the regular season for what he did put up, um, he was 171st in his ranking. Um, the output, I mean, I guess some contributors um, overall, but I think for now, I, I just probably just can him in, um, call it. Yeah, look, uh, I might slightly disagree there. I think I'm not too hyped on either, to be honest. I think I, I'm not too excited. I don't know if they're worth stashing, uh, especially if you've got a few injuries on your team, which most teams out there do at the moment. Um, but Kelly Olynyk, I think I'm more excited on just because of the potential, not to get into one of our other questions uh, further on, but the, the potential move of a Jeremy Grant and the opening up of minutes there. He was only playing 23 minutes per game before he went down in this injury. Uh, he is someone who is a fairly good per minute producer and he produces across the board, gives you threes, gives you assists from the center position, steals, uh, some solid points here and there. He is someone who does suit a certain build as well. So uh, in my team where I'm punting the big men stats, he does give me the good threes, assists and steals that I want from my center position. So in that kind of format, I am stashing him just more because there's not really any centers out there that I would prefer. Um, more a positional need for, for my team in, in that instance. Um, but if it wasn't for that kind of fact, I probably would have just dropped him and, and left him on the waiver wire and, and streamed through uh, that position instead. Uh, with Suggs, I don't know. I just think he was so bad before the before the injury uh, anyway. I know he's a rookie point guard and, and they usually come good around that all-star or post-all-star time. But, you know, the emergence of Cole Anthony, you know, we still have um, Fultz to come back maybe at some point. There's just a few more question marks with him. Uh, the only thing that I would say maybe is that the steal and assist upside, which can be kind of hard to find. Uh, and I do believe in his talent. I'm just not sure because he was such a burden on your field goal, such a burden on your free throws. His his points were pretty low. There, there wasn't there was a lot of turnovers as well. There's a lot of negatives in his game. Um, he would have to very much suit a specific type of build. Uh, certainly not in a rotisserie format. I wouldn't be bothering with him. Um, but... Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what his ceiling is when he comes back on this team. Uh, considering that, 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 surprisingly, as bad as they are, they are kind of deep in certain positions. Weirdly enough. Yeah, well, I'll touch on Suggs a bit more because I was, I guess, coming to his defense saying you should keep him. Yeah. Um, I, I just have a bit of faith in him. I think he's only going to get better, as you said. After the Oscar break, they usually turned on. He has been injured for the while for a while, but I do believe they are playing it safe. Yeah. So when he does come back, he will be pretty switched on and ready to go. Um, and and I think the assist and steals really should come up to what he has been averaging. Um, Cole Anthony, I guess, obviously has been a bit of the alpha there, but um, it, that can be a good thing sometimes for for a rookie, and it, it can blossom a bit later in the season. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I, I do like his talent, and if he does come out and do really well, it won't shock me. I think he's a really good player. Uh, I'm just a little bit hesitant to you know, how long it takes for that to come around and whether or not it's going to be worth the wait and holding him when you may have other injuries on your team. If you're injury-free, sure, I think you can stash him, but I think if you do have some other injuries, it's probably he's probably on the lower side of the priority list, for me anyway. Um, some people are more patient than I am, and you might be rewarded, but I'm just not not that patient, especially when you haven't shown me anything, when you had a fair chunk of time to, to do so beforehand. Uh, let's move on to question number two, and another player-specific question. What are our thoughts on De'Aaron Fox? Now, uh, my thoughts 
on Darren Fox. And the preseason we made pretty public. I was very keen on him. I thought he was going to have a great year. Uh, probably one of the players that I've been most wrong on so far this season. Um, he's coming around. What, what, what are your thoughts on, on De'Aaron Fox? He's been uh, pretty frustrating to, to roster in most, most scenarios. Um, yeah, he's definitely been really disappointing. Um, he, he was a guy that definitely fit a few punt builds. So if you got him, I assume you're either punting one or multiple of three-pointer um, free throw percentage and turnovers. Um, that, that is what made sense for him. And, and even still with those punts, he's obviously a bit better than what he's been ranked on Yahoo um, because he, he does hurt you in, in those areas. Uh, but he's, yeah. yeah, look, he's dropped down from 25 points to 20 points a game. Um, he just... He did just come back from an injury and, and he did have a pretty good game, but he's kind of been pretty hot and cold. He was really, really consistent last season. Um, he did have a stretch there, though, um, in early January where he had three 30-point games. So I guess there is some hope maybe he will kind of turn it on um, towards the end of the season. But I, I'm pretty let down from what I've seen from De'Aaron. You obviously have to keep him. Um, you invested a fair bit, and, and he, I assume you built a team around him. If he doesn't fit that build that I pointed out between those three punts, I would – I guess try and um, wait for him to get heat up again and try and put him on the trade block yeah. would be my recommendation. But um, I guess to some degree, you're kind of stuck with him for now. Yeah. Look, in a punt free throw percentage build, he is the 93rd ranked player. So obviously nowhere near where we wanted to him him to be when I was considering him inside the top 30 as one of those guys. His his points have taken a massive hit. We thought, like, at the end of last season, he was putting up massive numbers. He was putting up 28 points per game. His free throw percentage was getting better. He was putting up all these steals, all these assists. Super valuable in that kind of a build. Um, but it just, just hasn't happened. We've had the emergence of Tyrese Halliburton come in. Now, I'm still a believer in Darren Fox and his potential. I don't necessarily think that the Kings should be looking to trade him because he is not, you know, good or, or whatever. The, the reason I can see them trying to trade him is because he might get them the most about it, the most in return. But they probably should have done that last year when his value was high. Now his value is down a little bit more. So I don't know how much you're going to get back from him now. So if, if I was the Kings, I would just try and write it out, make this Halliburton Fox thing work. Um, and, and continue to build around those guys. But uh, there is a little bit more trade rumors going out there. I'm on the side that I don't think he's going to get moved this season um, unless, I don't know, maybe Philadelphia finally come to grips with a, a Fox-Simmons uh, trade. But from my understanding, they're not keen on that. I'm not sure. But he, but prior to the last two games, he had three 30-point games in a row. So he's he's got it in him. It's just the consistency hasn't been there this season, which is very frustrating uh, I think he's feeling the effects of playing for an, a horrible organization and uh, and just day in, day out, he's not putting forward his best foot. So uh, pretty frustrating. But like you said, I don't know if there's much you can do if you have him on your roster. Uh, you just got to kind of write it through because I don't think you're going to get fair value in a trade uh, at this point in the season. Yeah, I think you really touched on the core reason. That's what I was thinking as well. I think he, to be honest, I think he's kind of done with Sacramento. I yeah. think that honestly would be a reason they've had this huge drought. He hasn't made the playoffs since he was there, even though he's been balling pretty well. Yeah. For him to take such a step back at this point makes me think maybe he kind of does have one foot out the door and maybe will be asking for a trade. And I would not be surprised that they do trade him. And I probably do think they, they probably should in this build around Halliburton is my point of view. Yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah. Look, I can understand that point of view. I, I still believe in his talent. I don't think he's a bad player by any stretch. Uh I think he's a really good player and he's a good starting point guard. Um but 
Yeah, it is It is frustrating with what he's doing this season. But in saying that, in the last two weeks, he's the 138th ranked player, but he's still putting up 21 points, uh, nearly four rebounds, five assists, a steal. Uh, it's really those uh, no threes. Uh, the steals are down from what he is doing. The assists are down as well, and the points are down. So um, those usage kind of stats are taking a bit of a hit, and maybe it is the emergence of Halliburton that's that's taking its toll on, on him. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out, but I, I don't know if there's much you can do if you're someone who uh, is rostering him. If you're someone who isn't, and you're maybe looking at buying low, I would only be doing that if you're in a punt free throw and maybe a punt threes build. I think that's where his values can still shine. Um, but I would be I would be going fairly low because a lot of people would be fairly frustrated, especially if they're not in that build. Then, well, I don't know what you were doing drafting him anyway, but uh, yeah, you can probably get him pretty cheap. Uh, let's go on to question number three. Um, our last sort of specific player question, and it's around uh, Daniel Gafford and the return of Thomas Bryant. So the question is, do you see uh, Gafford's production dropping massively when Bryant returns? Uh, should we be looking to trade him? What are your thoughts on Daniel Gafford and his value? I think uh, Thomas Bryant is set to return. Maybe by the time this podcast comes out, uh, Bryant would have made his first game. Uh, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on Gafford's value for the rest of the year? Um, I'd be a bit wary, um, but I'm not overly concerned. Um, Thomas Bryant did have a pretty bad injury. Yeah, I, I'd actually maybe even be more concerned maybe about Montrez Harrell, who has had some hot spells, but I think I him agree. and Thomas Bryant served the role of like an offensive first kind of forward. Gafford really is the guy that does defend the rim. Those guys don't really contribute that much. Um, Gafford can kind of switch a bit too. So I think in terms of what he's putting up now, he's, he's only putting up 23 minutes a game and has been the 78th current rank for the season. I don't see 23 minutes game going down um, from, from that perspective. So I think he probably should hold strong um, and it's probably more Trez Harrell that will take the hit, but still yet to be determined. Um, I would also expect Bryant to kind of be eased back in and he will be rested a few games on and off too. So even then um, on a game to game basis, Gafford could um, still be unleashed. Yeah, look, Gafford is doing, he's the top 80 sort of player in like 22 minutes a game. So he can do it in low minutes. He is someone who doesn't need like a huge amount of usage to get his value. It's blocks, it's rebounds, it's field goal percentage, classic big man stats. Uh, so I don't think his value is as much affected. I think, like you said, I agree. Montrez Harrell is the one that's at risk. He's a more high usage player. He, he's a more like for like comparison to a Thomas Bryant. And, you know, when, Harrow doesn't have it. They might go with Bryant, you know, someone a bit more offense. They don't need his defense or whatever the case may be. So I agree with you there. And also today there was a, uh, quoting the words of uh, Shams on Twitter, there was a physical alteration at halftime between Montrez Harrell and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. So reading that what you will. I don't know if that's like a big deal or not, but on the eve of uh, Thomas Bryant coming back into the team, maybe that's not a good sign for Montrez Harrell. I don't know. Maybe there's a... Uh, there's a bit of bad blood in that team. I don't know. That's probably probably more speculation than anything, but uh, I think he is someone who's probably more at risk than Daniel Gafford. So I maybe if he's what a top 80 player right now, maybe he drops back to like a top 90, top 100 player, but not enough. I don't think it's worth trading him unless you can get really good value, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that you could get anything more than what he's doing right now. And I think he'd be pretty similar. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. I think he will be pretty pretty similar to what he's putting up now, personally. Yeah, 
yeah, I don't, I don't think there's much that much of a difference that you need to make a move. All right, let's move on to the next question here. Uh, we're talking trade rumors. So the question here is, which current players in trade rumors, and they've listed a couple of examples, uh, Jeremy Grant, Miles Turner, Fox, etc., uh, should we be trying to buy or sell or, or you know get rid of or, or acquire, basically? So uh, I'll start with the first one, then I'll throw it over to you. Um, Jeremy Grant... Uh, Look, I don't know if there's much action you can do. He's currently injured at the moment. Um, you can sell if you can because I don't think he's going anywhere that his value is going to improve. However, you're probably not going to be able to sell him. He's currently the 51st ranked player on the season. I think if he gets traded basically anywhere except for this Detroit team, he's going to drop in value there. He's not going to be scoring 20 points a game. He still will give you sort of a three, a steal, and a block, I would assume. Maybe his field goal percentage gets back up higher than uh, uh, than it is now at 41%, which is a good boost, but uh, the usage will probably take a hit. But I have my doubts about your ability to trade Jeremy Grant. Um, I definitely, if you can get, you know, something around that 50 to 60 value range, then do so. But uh, if you can't, you, you probably just have to hold and, and see how it goes. Um, I will say with with a lot of this sort of stuff, we don't know if, who's getting traded and we also don't know where they're getting traded and who they're getting traded for. So there's a lot of variables here. Uh, we don't have a crystal ball. If we knew exactly what was going on, we, we could tell you, but it is hard to predict the value of guys before a trade, um, you know, because, you know, those three variables can can happen any which way direction. Uh, but what, what are your thoughts on Jeremy Grant? And then uh, talk to me about uh, a Miles Turner or someone of that type. Um, so, so Jeremy Grant is probably the guys on the list. Um, you know, you got Miles Turner and Fox. He's the one that I am. Um, if I was an owner, I'd probably be hoping he stays on Detroit just because I think when he gets traded, he's going to a team where his usage will drop. His fantasy value won't be as good. He still should have the defensive stuff there, but him putting up 20 points, I would imagine would come down. Yeah. Um, obviously it depends where he does go. If he goes to, let's say a, a Philly in a Ben Simmons trade, uh, maybe it still would have some output. I, I don't really know what's going to go on there, but I would say it probably will be a net um, negative um, for most teams. So that's probably what I would be thinking. Um, if you got him, obviously the field goal has been a bit off all season. He, he is pretty untradeable, be, being injured. Um, also with the trade talks, you probably have to hold on to him at this point, but I would be a little bit um, worried if he did get traded personally. Um, yeah. In terms of like Miles Turner and Fox, like Miles Turner, I think that's someone who, who would be destined to potentially explode a bit on, on another team. He's potentially kind of arguably being underutilized. Um, yep. The blocks are pretty crazy at 2.9. He kind of has proven that that is sustainable given he, you know, led the league last season last has year. been pretty consistent yeah. this season. So I think that is maintainable on whatever team he goes to, but I, I think he definitely could be unleashed um, considering he is a bit of a bonus who does dominate the boards there in Indiana. Yeah, I think I think there's the most amount of value to change with this potential deal. Uh, I think I also want to highlight the fact that I'd be also interested in buying Sabonis if I could. Although he has had a couple of massive games recently with a with a 42 point game, and I think he had a triple double game as well recently. And he's been playing really well um, as of late. With Turner sometimes sitting those fourth quarters, Turner had a, a game with 23 minutes, a game with 18 minutes. Uh, and then in, in both those games, Sabonis went off. So I think Sabonis would be a big winner there because the idea of the trade of the Miles Turner thing is to maybe rebuild or retool and maybe go to a, you know, Sabonis being the only big in that rotation uh, or at least of those two. So you're probably not getting a big 
Potentially. I mean, again, you, you don't know these things for sure, but I wouldn't assume that they'd be getting like an all-star or, or um, a high-level contributor on that in that center position back. Um, so I think Sabonis would be a big winner in that situation. And then Turner, the blocks are going to be there regardless. And then you've got upside in potentially him seeing an increased role in terms of usage. Uh, and that might further um, I- increase his value. So I think both of those I'd be trying to acquire because I think it's a win for both uh, parties. Um, and then if we touch on Fox real quickly, I think Fox, he's someone that I don't think will be traded. Again, point guards getting traded, you know, does another point guard come back? Is who, Who's the winner there? You know, Tyrese Halliburton is already playing absolutely crazy. So if you can get Halliburton for fair value, then maybe you do. But uh, I don't know if you can. He's a 27th ranked player in the season. Are you going to trade a top 20 guy for him? Probably not. So... Good luck trying to get Tyrese Halliburton. Fox, like we said before in that previous um, previous question, you know if you've got him and you can you can if you can trade buy low if you're in a punt threes punt free throw kind of build, he might be more motivated on another team. He might put in a bit more of an effort, so his value might improve from that point of view. But I wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't in that kind of a build personally. What what are your thoughts on Fox? Um, yeah, kind of working off what we said before about just our thoughts on Fox. I, I think if he does get traded, I think it will be a positive. I think he'll be more motivated. That could be one of the reasons he's dropped off a bit this season. You do see it sometimes with these guys and, you know, being in Sacramento, um, is definitely a prime location for something like that to occur. Um, <laughs> that's a very nice I way to put it out. Trade Fox, obviously Halliburton gets a huge buff because if they did that, I think they would obviously go in the direction of Halliburton running this show. So hundred yeah. percent. Whoever they trade, I, I just think regardless, Halliburton should be uh, definitely a positive outcome. I mean, what, what if it was Ben Simmons? What if Ben Simmons rocked up? Do you think Halliburton still gets a boost? I mean, Ben Simmons isn't the offensive kind of player that, that Fox is, so maybe maybe still so. Um, I still think he would because he'd still be – I still think he would be a contributor because we saw Darren Fox, he still gets the ball in the fourth quarter yeah. um, running plays. Um, someone like Ben still needs work in his game a bit in those kind of moments. So I still yeah. think Tyrese will – Get a bit have of a the keys, um, and and the, you'll have Ben Simmons, but more on the off-ball aspect. So I'd still be okay with that. I'd still be pretty happy if I was the Halliburton owner. Yeah. Um, but regardless of where Fox gets um, sent, I think it should be a positive for him. So I, if I was an owner, I'd be, I'd be fingers crossed that something like that does happen. But I think it will. I think it's unlikely. Um, yeah. But there is a world I can imagine it occurring. It, it could happen. I, I agree with you, though. I think it is a little bit unlikely. Uh, let's go on to the last question here. Uh, still talking about trade rumors. What are players you think will benefit most post-trade that we need to pick up or stash? So not players that we're trading for or, or selling, players that are potentially sitting on your waiver wire uh, who you would potentially pick up and, and stash. Uh, I'll start off again. I'll start with that Indiana deal. Uh, I'm thinking of two guys from this team. Uh, one, I'm more keen on the, than the other, but I think both... I don't necessarily... I think, I, I think I'd stash these guys, but I'm, I'm definitely watching them, and I'm, I've got them in my watch list whenever a deal comes down. So the two guys are Isaiah Jackson and Gogo Badatse. Isaiah Jackson is lighting up the G League at the moment, um, and so is Gogo when he does play. They can't really crack the rotation in Indiana with those two big uh, front court players, but both have a lot of permanent upside when it comes to blocks, when it comes to field goal percentage, rebounds, all those big men stats... Gogo with a bit of threes there. Uh, Isaiah with a few more steals. Uh, but both are good permanent producers and are both very young if they choose to go in that rebuilding direction. So those are two players who I am keeping an eye on for if a trade like that goes, does go down. Do you have any thoughts on these two sort of potential 
uh, second half breakout candidates? Um, look, I'll, I'll switch it to another team, and, and I'll say with Jeremy Grant. Oh, yep. Um, I think, I think he will be traded. I think he's he's going to be sent somewhere, and they want to trade him. They want to get bring young assets in, which means there will be a void to fill. So wherever he goes, I think a lot of the guys at Detroit will be benefited here. Um, Sadiq Bay has been on a, a tear recently. Yes. I don't really see his usage going up anymore, but it'd be some other guys. It'd be like your Kelly Olenek when he gets back. Um, it, it'd be someone like a Trey Lyles, who, who right now is getting picked up on the wave wire. Maybe he steps up and, and gets a good minute. Someone like Kay Cunningham, to some degree, maybe gets a bit more of the keys. Um, so I think in Detroit, there's a lot of guys there that I keep my eye on because I think when Jeremy Grant gets traded, it'll be for picks, it'll be for young assets. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the biggest name there in terms of a waiver wire pickup would be Kelly Olynyk. Uh, Sadiq Bay is owned in twenty. Uh, sorry, eighty one percent of leagues, so he's probably picked up in your league. Uh, bloody hell! I, I just traded him to you as well, and now he's starting to now he's starting to to play <laughs> it's a better. Great trade for me, Mitch, yeah. I should I, I should have waited. I would have got more value back, but oh well. He didn't really fit my team, so I don't, I'm not too mad. But uh, I think Kelly Olynyk is the the biggest beneficiary there. Depending, unless someone comes back in the deal that that gets a big big role uh, on the new team, uh, but I don't necessarily see that happening. Uh, I don't know how high Jeremy Grant's trade value is. Uh, I'll, I'll throw a touch on to another one. We, we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Alperin Shangun. Uh, we, we, we keep trying to will it to happen. It hasn't happened yet, Cal. Uh, but I still believe that Christian Wood can be traded. I still believe that Daniel Tice can either be traded or shut down. These Houston Rockets are not going anywhere. Why are you bothering playing Daniel Tice? Why... You know, let's get the most out of Christian Wood's value right now. So I think either one of those situations happen. Uh, Shengun is going to see an uptick in his value. Can you stash him? Look, I'm losing uh, confidence in his ability to be stashed. Um, I probably wouldn't unless you're sitting up the top of your leaderboard. Uh, if you can afford the luxury, then sure, you can stash him. But again, like those first two guys, I would probably be sticking him more on my watch list. Uh, give me your, give me your Shengun high pitch. I still own him. I've had him all season. Ah. I drafted him. I'm staying true. Um, I know he will be literally... I, I'm hoping he's going to be the Kelly Olenek of this season. He's, it's the same team. It's, it's yeah. a tanking Rockets. Um, he needs to get more minutes. Um, there was... He just had an ankle injury. Yeah, There was some hope. There was a few games there where he was over 20 minutes a game and put up good stats um, in terms of... Just a bit of everything. I mean, look, you'd like more points there, but you know, rebounds, assists for a big man. Um, some nice blocks there too. Uh, great percentages. So, Shengun, I'm still holding on to him. I'm still, I'm still holding true, holding strong. I think it could be a win. I, look, I'm not going to be surprised if he's been dropped. Right now, he's only 39 yeah. percent rostered. I think that's fair, uh, which too. means. Yeah, people are kind of giving up, but I'm still holding true. I, I think it's come to the point now. You really just got to have a look at your team. If if like there's only six weeks, I think till our playoffs. Um, there's you know maybe six or seven weeks in most people's uh, till the playoffs for most people. The the trade deadline will happen before then, obviously, but it'll all happen pretty quickly. And you know you might have been holding him on. Like I think Wood's going to get traded, but you know I don't know. Like they might continue. They might get not to get the best deal. He's still on their books for next year, so they can try it again next year. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe it doesn't happen and maybe that he doesn't get a chance at all. So if you are down and fighting for those playoff spots, I, I probably would say move on and try something else. But 
Uh, if you can afford to, I think I think it's worthwhile. Uh, the last guy I want to touch on, we touched on him a little bit earlier, and oh, sorry, in the last podcast, Onyeka Akongu. I think I want to mention his name here, just on the off chance. I don't think it's likely, but I think that there is an off chance that there's been a few rumors with John Collins not being happy, uh, potential. Uh, you know, trade going on there. So maybe you get a Kongu, Clint Capella, starting front quarter, at least a bit more of a minute split going on there. I just, I really like his potential and his per minute upside. He's already sort of a top 100 player in 23 minutes a game. So any increase to that, any increase in usage, if a player like Collins goes out, uh, I think is uh, extra value for a Kongu. And he is someone who's worth rostering right now. So, Rostering right now with Clint Capella are doubtful for the next game. See what happens. And uh, if there is a move or trade rumors start to heat up even more, you can you can maybe hold on to him for a bit longer. Yeah, I like that pick. I like Conway's permanent beast, as you touched on. Um, that will be... And look, for the season, 80, 86th rank. It's gone, it's gone up. Oh, He's just getting better. He's getting better and better every day. Uh, so that is, that is our... our Answers to your questions. If you want to uh, be involved in any Q&A questions in the future, make sure you're following us along on Twitter at NBA or on Instagram at BallBoysFantasyBasketball. Keep an eye out. We'll do some more of these in the future. Um, but otherwise, until then, uh, make sure you give the video a thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. If you're listening along on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you subscribe there. And we will see you guys next time. Laters. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill